hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome Hi. to episode <laughs> 43 of the TT's podcast. I am Nana. And I'm Rose. And together we are TT's. Yes. Okay. We have a very special guest today. And, you know, this this guest is going to come from knowledge that loads of people have been asking us to cover. And we are so happy that they are here. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Yasmin Benwa. I'm a model and aromantic asexuality activist from Reading. Yay! It's lit! Everyone, can you book her to do things, please? Thank you! (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm, 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 I'm interested in this accent. Where's it from? Uh, I watched way too much Nickelodeon as a kid. No like way. A lot of rip, like a lot of Rugrats, Powerpuff Girls, Cartoon Network, everything. Is this where you got the accent from? Yeah, it had like a lifelong effect. But what's weird is I also used to watch loads of Only Fools and Horses, so it could have gone either way. <laughs> I could have sounded like Del Boy, but I ended up sounding like Tommy Pickles. So I am screaming. <laughs> that was funny, yeah, because I've got a daughter. My daughter's nine. And she, um, she when she was like first learned to speak and stuff like that, she had an American accent as well because of youtube <laughs> and but when she started school it kind of just fizzled out but it's, there are odd words that she says and it's like where did she where did she yeah. that, that kind of <laughs> the extent to which it stuck with me is probably quite unusual but i think it comes in handy people can't tell where i'm from so i can't be stereotyped too much so it's yeah, good yeah i'm thinking is this american <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh my, mm, is this american did you move to america <laughs> oh, it's a bit of an anti-climax when i say i'm just from berkshire actually <laughs> That is jokes. <laughs> oh, I'm usually yeah. we play a game. Usually we do mm-hmm. play a game. We usually Ooh. play our resident game, which is Snog Mario Void. Okay. Um, but yeah, is that something you'd like to play? I can try it. Okay. okay, let's go for it. Let's go for it. I can try <laughs> it. Cool. So we need to pick down. I'm not even prepared. We need to pick. I feel like we played this game so many times yet. Yeah, I'm running out of women. Oh, we're doing know, it with we girls. Use, okay, cool. Yeah, we that, do. That, no, that, sometimes that. we do guys too. We do. Yeah. We do do guys as well. But um, the thing is, we always pick the same people. So, okay, let's let's <laughs> let's do. Okay, what category? Sometimes we do um like movie stars or musicians and stuff like that. Let's have a category this time. Okay, go on then. And let's make it. They have to be Hollywood movie stars this time. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's good Hollywood. because I don't know. There are lots of musicians I don't know. So that's right. probably same. Good. We don't know as what. Well. Same, same. Okay, cool. So let's go for it. Hold it. Should I go first? Okay. If, do you have anyone in mind or? Yeah, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna mix it up men and women. Okay, first, Channing Tatum. Okay. What? Snog marry avoid Channing Tatum. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Is that the dancer? Yeah, he was in Magic um, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Magic Mike and, what's and the Jump Street. Ah, oh, I loved the Jump Street. Oh, movie. I didn't even know that movie. I just knew him when he was Rubbish. in the, what's that dancing movie called? Magic Mike. No, or, the other one. Or the, the step, step up one. one. Was he step in the step up? up. That's yeah, it, that's it. Right. Yeah. Um. Step okay. Up. Uh, and then I'm gonna go with okay, okay, Hollywood. Okay, Holly. Oh, what's his name again? Which one? No, that's not really Hollywood. It's High School Musical. Oh, <laughs> but he is Hollywood. Hair. No, it's gone from curly hair. He didn't really go into what the mixed race guy. Oh, Corbin Blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Corbin Blue. Okay, I'm gonna say Corbin Blue, and I'm gonna pick a woman now, and she is going to be Lupita. Ooh, okay. Marry mm-hmm. Lupita. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you didn't even have to think about that. No, yeah, that was easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, ooh, I guess. Oh, probably, I guess, Snog, Channing Tatum, and sorry, Corbin Blue. I didn't like High School Musical. <laughs> yeah, I watched it so many times. That movie got on my nerves. I was 13 when that came out, and I was still over it. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm definitely marrying Lupita. 100%. It's gorgeous. Um, who else is there? Corbin Blue can go. Corbin Blue can go. Really? Because, yeah, because that was, you know, when you think back to High School Musical, it's just so cringy now. I mean, it was cringy at the time, but we were young. It was cringy for me then. I couldn't handle it. I hated it so much. I wonder what he looks like now. I think he looks the same. I I think I saw a picture of him and I was like, wow, he looks the same. His hair is shorter. Does he still have the the hair? It's shorter, but his face is exactly the same. Nah. All right. And Channing, I'll kiss Channing. Channing looks, he looks fun. Should I? Yeah. yeah. Are you picking Rosie? 
Oh, okay. So I'm going to marry Lupita as well. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to go for the same thing, aren't we? You know. (laughs) And then, no, I think I would snog Corbin. Really? Wow, nice teeth. He's got nice teeth. You know. He's got a sweet face. He's got a nice face. And I'm going to avoid um, Channing just because, I mean, the dancing is a bit cringe for me sometimes. (laughs) You know? I mean, it is is a bit cringe, but... But not as cringe as get your head in the game. Do you know, know? just as I said that, yeah, I was thinking (laughs) get your head in the game is more cringe. But you know what? I'm sticking with my free. I'm sticking with it. (laughs) Yeah, someone give Corbin a chance. God. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, ain't going to be me. Um, Okay, so... Boy, I just Googled some people, you know. That's where I'm picking from. All right. So, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Isn't that pronounced Johansson? Yo, is it no Johansson? No one says it like that, though. I don't Where's even know. Is she, isn't it like Danish or something? Swedish or something? Yeah, I think okay, she's Swedish. Yeah. It's like Jane Gyllenhaal. Like, no one pronounced... It's meant to be pronounced completely differently, and everyone says Gyllenhaal, and I don't think it's meant to be pronounced... Is it not meant to be... No? Oh, it's, okay. It's, it's meant to be like Yellenhall or something like that, but oh, everyone just says okay. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> no, we're going to stick to... We haven't, we haven't been corrected yet. So. <laughs> no, we haven't. Um, okay, so Scarlett Johansson, Angela <laughs> Jolie, and Ryan Gosling. This is really Hollywood, boy. Okay. Right. Okay. That's very Hollywood. Um, you, okay. You go first, Yasmin. Okay. Um, wait, who was it? Scarlett Johansson, uh, Ryan Gosling. Angelina or who Jolie. Was, uh, okay. Um, I think I'd marry Angelina Jolie, snog Scarlett Johansson, and I never got the hype about Ryan Gosling. His eyes are too close together. I don't understand Ooh. why people think he's I so good looking. I don't remember what he even looks like. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember what he even looks Everyone's like. Everyone's always like, he's so good looking. I'm like, you no, know what? I don't see it. I think it's because he's played heartthrobs that people just say he's good looking because he's just been, you know, the heartthrob in the movie. Mm. Yeah. He wasn't Bro, like, I don't see it, and I don't like The Notebook, so I don't understand. Oh, right. I did enjoy The Notebook. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. Like I've heard of it, so I've heard Gosling the story, but I've never, I've never, yeah. I think he is, isn't he? he is. I've never sat through it though. He's oh, a long this film. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is in Blonde one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, He's like yeah. Ryan Reynolds, but less funny. Um, do you yeah, know what? I just, I just scrolled so down funny. and he does look like Ryan Reynolds. He does. Are they, <laughs> no, are they but Ryan Reynolds is better looking, I think. Yeah. He is better looking, I am, yeah. I am right. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, right? I am getting the right Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Right, Deadpool, yes. <laughs> okay, so Ryan goes. Okay, okay. What's the three again? Scarlett, uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotta marry Angelina. Gotta marry bit of Angie. And Scarlett, I'll snog her. Ryan is get Yeah, do you know that? I'm looking, <laughs> I'm seeing the eyes thing. I'm seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. Oh, he's, he's married to Eva Mendes. Oh, well, okay. I'd, well I would, I'd probably choose her over him. <laughs> <laughs> She's cute. She is. Okay, so I'm going to marry Scarlett Johansson. I would have married Angelina Jolie, but I've just had some crazy stories over the years, yeah. So the whole divorce with um, Brad Pitt, I just had some crazy I feel like that's the least crazy thing she's done. Probably. the vial of blood and Billy Bob was a bit crazier. (laughs) Yeah, that whole relationship was interesting. That was very... That era. Yeah, that was very interesting. Um, So yeah, I'm going to marry Scarlett because she's cute. And Mm. I'm going to avoid Ryan because I don't... I don't know. It's like he doesn't really take my fancy, you know. Oh, everyone's avoided Ryan, aren't we? <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. He's the Corbin Blue of this round. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So, have you got three? Are you going to pick three as well? Are you going to select Ew. three people for us to pick? Me? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll try and make it. I'll try and make it hard. Um, <laughs> we like that. Charlie. Okay. Megan Fox, um, Michael B. Jordan, and, ooh, who's my third? Ooh, God, I've just realized I don't watch that many films. (laughs) Who should should I pick for my third person who's like, uh... What films are out, like new films? I'm just like, I don't even know, because everything's being streamed right now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. About, like, um, Tenant came out. That belt came out. It's cool. Or um, or um, Captain America. 
What's his name? Chris something. Oh, Chris Evans. Evans? Is it Chris Evans? Evans? That one. That's hard for me. I don't even know who I. Um, yeah, Evans. Chris. So Chris Ooh. Evans, Megan Fox, or Michael B. Jordan. Okay. It's <laughs> okay. hard. I thought like that's hard. Okay, I'm gonna go cool first. People. I know my free. I know my married <laughs> Michael. Okay. Gonna marry Michael because I feel like I had a crush on him when I was very young. Well, he, he was, was in the program. Wire. He was in the wire. He wasn't something before The Wire, and he had cane rolls. He was yeah, a he young... Was, he had cane rolls in The Wire, too. He did, but, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sure when I was in secondary school, I had some little, you know. You know when everyone has to have a crush? That was my, that was my pick. <laughs> and um, so I'm going to marry Michael, and I'm going to... Megan Fox, I'm going to snog her, and I'm going to avoid Chris. Okay. All right, cool. I'm going to. Chris, you know, he doesn't really give me Captain America vibes outside of, of Captain America. You know what I, I mean? know. <laughs> I know what you mean. I get it. Okay, I am marrying Mega Fox because he's so pretty. He's very, very pretty. And I am snogging Michael B. Jordan because he's very pretty too. And <laughs> I'm avoiding Chris Evans as well. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. I mean, I've made this very hard for, I mean, my Mary would be Megan Fox because she was my secondary school crush and has been my like ultimate crush and obsession since I was like 10. So it would definitely have me marry Megan Fox. Um, Mm -hmm. I've made it complicated with the other two, to be honest, because I liked Chris Evans in Fantastic Four, (laughs) if we remember the original. Yeah. (laughs) And he was Human Torch. I liked him in that. Um... Mm -hmm. But I like Michael B. Jordan in, in Black Panther. That's the only thing I've seen him in, to be honest. Um, uh, you know what? I think I might have to sacrifice Chris Evans on this one and, <laughs> and, do, the, and do the snog for Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. But I do really like Chris Evans. He was a good human torch. And he's good in Captain America, too. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's good. All right, cool. End on to the subject. Okay. Okay. You have all our talking points. <laughs> I didn't write them down, I'm going to lie. Um... <laughs> I did not write them down. But yeah, no, tell us about your self. You know, tell us about your self. Because this is, I think this is an episode that we've been wanting to have for a while. Because I feel like a lot, a lot of people know about asexuality. So it, I think it's really important to kind of uh, like talk about it, educate people and get rid of those misconceptions that people may have, you know? So tell yeah. us, tell us. Maybe what, start off telling us what asexual means. Is, yeah. What is, what is it? What is it to you? It means not experiencing sexual attraction or experiencing it to a very low degree. So I kind of define it as being like the sexual orientation that just isn't oriented mm. to anybody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because we have um we have a friend who is well, she's more my friend that who is asexual, and um in the beginning in our friendship, I didn't realize. So I'd be asking, I was like, "Who you like?" Because I, I met her at Pride, so right. we'd be like, "I'd be like, so who you date?" And I just assumed that she dated women because I met her at Pride, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So she was like, and then after a while, she's like, "You know, I don't, I just don't date anybody." You know, like you kind of assumed, but Pride is actually a space for everyone in the LGBT community and it goes beyond the T basically mm, and yeah. um yeah and I just feel like it is people who identify with those beyond the T often get forgotten about mm-hmm. in conversations um and yeah and that's why we definitely were looking to include asexual um conversation in the podcast because I just feel there's so many misconceptions you know some people say that um, asexual people just don't like anybody. They just, you know what I mean? <laughs> I would even go as far to say that people describe them as incels as well. Like, yes. you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, like, just, just get into all of that. And then just to tell people, like, you know, this is what it is and this is what it ain't, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely not the same as being an incel. Mm. I mean, <laughs> the whole point in incel is involuntary celibate. Mm. And I feel like it's kind of beyond that. It's just like this kind of angry haven of, like angsty guys at this point and (laughs) that definitely is not the asexual community i'm like have you seen me do i give you incel vibes like that's not what we're go on instagram she ain't giving them vibes (laughs) (laughs) um the whole idea is like oh well like you're only asexual because no one would want you anyway it's like yeah that definitely isn't the problem no that hasn't been the problem (laughs) yeah Yeah. so what was your journey like in um coming coming yeah, out like as how asexual. did you how did you know like what was what was those like experiences that you had that like let you know that yeah I've just 
that this is who I am, basically. I mean, it was more the lack of experiences. Like, yeah, makes sense. when you kind of notice everyone around you is having this experience and you're not, it's like a lack mm-hmm. of moments, mm-hmm. I guess. Like I, like, I felt like everyone kind of had a moment in, like, when puberty kicked in and the hormones kicked in where they were like, oh, I'm interested in people. I'm interested in dating. Yeah. I'm curious about, about sexuality and I'm like liking people and crushing on people. And, and all those things kind of kicked in where everyone just stopped. Like we left that phase of just playing Lego together and skipping and all of a sudden girls were fighting each other over boys. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell's happened to everybody? <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not feeling the same need to be doing this. Um, yeah. And it just kind of like never kicked in so it was kind of like a lack of moments that make you realize okay there's something going on here mm, i'm not feeling really the same way other people are feeling about stuff yeah um, how did you feel did you feel like at the time did you feel left out or like did you feel like there was something wrong like because because you know when i guess i was coming out when i was younger and i did and everybody else liked boys and i didn't get it I felt like maybe there was something wrong with, you know, wrong with me because I wasn't doing what everyone, I wasn't having the same desires that like all the girls in my, you know, my year were having. So is that, is that similar? Did you feel like maybe, you know, there was something wrong with you at the time when you was younger, when you didn't have enough information? Um, Kind of, but it never concerned me because I was always like an innate nonconformist mm. and like I, I was kind of very happy being weird and I always said like my asexuality was never the weirdest thing about me. So while I was kind of like, okay, I feel like I've kind of missed something here. Or I thought I felt like I kind of I did something that broke the process. Like as a kid, I always imagined that like everyone's in little cars and we're going along a bridge and everyone else reached the end of the bridge and I did something or I thought something at the wrong time, at the wrong moment that just like broke the bridge and I'm never going to get over there. But I was kind of like, oh, whatever, because what's going on at the other side of the bridge looks like effort. Like it didn't look like I was missing that much to be honest so I wasn't I mean, like oh no you have this either the hetero ghetto or yeah. it's just the messiness of the gay scene you know which one is it's a lot happening it's a lot happening maybe you're just not missing out <laughs> yeah so I never really felt like oh no I'm missing out on this like amazing experience I want to cry over a, over a acne clad adolescent boy too I want to fight my best friend over a poster of a Jonas brother I want to do yeah. that like I, I didn't feel like I was missing anything um yeah. and I didn't really worry about whether there was anything wrong with me but I feel like mm-hmm. other people were worrying about that but yeah. I actually until people started pointing it out as like an issue I didn't really think of it mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. so okay the, and the other thing we wanted we were talking this morning and you we were saying you are identified also as an aromatic am I getting that correct aromantic aromantic, aromantic. 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 is like a smell isn't it <laughs> Do you know what yeah I said it I said it this morning aromatic and my girlfriend they were like that's a smell like <laughs> it's aromantic and I'm still saying aromatic it's like, it's like asexual aromantic yeah, I don't know why. It's, you know what? English is not my first language, right. isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> so a romantic. Okay, let's get into yeah. that as well. Yeah, I mean, that just means not experiencing romantic attraction because there are a lot of asexual people who still date and still yeah. like are romantically interested in people. And there are also people that are aromantic and aren't asexual. I think mm. everyone probably knows someone who likes having sex, but they don't like dating. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. yeah. That's the, f- the first time I heard of that term was when I was reading about Michaela Cole, and I yeah. was a romantic, and I was like, oh, that's what's this? Then this was like maybe like a, a month was it a month ago when I made a story you came out. So this was very recent. I had no mm. clue what it was, um, and then I was like. Okay, this is interesting. I've never heard of this, but yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's important to have these conversations because, yeah. like, we are all in the same community. Do you know what I mean? And there are these terms we just don't know. We're not going to know everything about everybody, and everyone yeah. is different. Everyone has their little things that are different that make them themselves and it's personal to them. But I do think that um, that's why we need to have these conversations because. We just don't know. We just we do, we, we used to do YouTube before we did um, the podcast, and you know people just think we're some people have to refer to us as these fairy god mother lesbians that know everything, but we actually <laughs> we don't. don't. We don't. <laughs> 
I would say we that we've learned don't. so much like over I think even like just just this year of us doing this podcast we've learned so much I would say mm-hmm. because like people think that like, we know everything but we don't like we're learning yeah. on you know Mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot of letters and then there's like okay. different things that fall under each letter and yep. there's a lot i mean if, i don't know all of the lgbtqia oh, like. plus stuff mm. i can't recognize every flag by, oh, by yeah, name. No. so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. the um, activism work that you do like what do you what involve what's involved in the work that you do with the activism I literally do everything. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing I say no to. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> even if it's like I have no experience in it, but I'll do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? I that mean, works because you just don't get asexual representation. So it works. Uh, yeah, so like so. I'll do I'll do everything. Mm, I don't mind. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like I have a, a BBC Sounds radio series coming out Ooh. soon. I've written for LGBT anthologies. I have a series on queer fashion. I've written for Huffington Post and Refinery and Metro and mm, wow. a bunch of places. And then there's the modeling and the collaborations and mm-hmm. and I've done speaking. I, I spoke to the staff at the House of Commons and at a bunch wow. of like businesses and University mm-hmm. of Cambridge and King's and all those kind of places. And I've been a guest at Prides and I opened an asexual bar at London Pride last year. And so I've done like event stuff and I literally you name it i've i've done it or try and do it <laughs> that's yeah. crazy did that's you a lot ever, of stuff though that is that is a lot like that is really really big did you ever like when you was younger did you ever see yourself doing like these things like yeah being an activist and just doing these amazing things did you ever think that no you would... not even, like when i was and i even when i say like younger i'm talking mm-hmm. like i didn't start being even remotely cool until I was like in my 20s and I'm 24 so it hasn't been that long of a time period of, mm-hmm. of like interestingness mm-hmm. um I would literally say like throughout my life I've been like ever seen the princess diaries yeah yeah you know like how she was before she got the makeover and she was so invisible that people were yeah on yeah. Her? yeah that was me people sat on me so oh, I was like <laughs> <laughs> like while I was like even at like university like two years ago people would just like completely ignore me I was like the least interesting person of all time and it, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a double life kind of thing mm-hmm. like it's ranged from me being like the school loser who no one expected to achieve anything wow. to all so the people who you. said that about me and now following me on instagram like oh my god i knew you'd do great things yeah like, oh, you liars <laughs> guys Freaking guys liars. yeah let so. me tell you something let me tell you how cool yasmin is yeah so we want to see this podcast obviously we normally record in the studio in peckham and she, we, obviously we don't pay our guests Every girl says she goes to London for paid stuff. <laughs> yes. That is cool. I'm so sorry. If you're not paying me, then I ain't leaving my house. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm for it. Exactly. <laughs> Look. Level, I mean, there's levels this- to this game. There's levels. <laughs> You know, it's like a, you know, it's a very weird phenomenon. I feel like it makes me more like appreciative of stuff that I was never like the type Mm. to do anything. Like I wasn't even cute. People never said to me, oh, you're pretty. You should be a model. No one ever said that. Wow. Every time anything cool happens, I'm like, oh, me? Really? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It must feel really good inside because it's like, obviously you must have felt a bit not great, you know, just yeah. not really being a cool person and kind of being overlooked. So it must now feel, it just must feel good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like almost everything that people said about me that like, like that where they said that's not a good thing, I've like mm. capitalized on. People said I dress mm. weird, your style's weird, everyone hates it. And now people follow me for my style. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's them. like, <laughs> people mm-hmm. say your asexuality is weird. And now that's like my thing. Wow. And yeah. it's just kind of like all of the things, like I kind of stayed true to myself the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's actually yeah. worked out. Mm-hmm. And people always said I wasn't smart. And now I have a master's degree from UCL. So we love to see it. Wow. <laughs> okay. So talk about communities. <laughs> I want to know about As, that black community. That's what I want to know. Yeah. About. I want to know how they, you know, the black, black community have received you. Yeah. As an asexual woman. Because obviously we've spoken many times about how um, we felt excluded from the black community at times. And 
the different work that needs to be done for us to feel included and as black people we should just be in a irrespective of what your sexuality is and whatever you should just be able to exist in that space mm. so um yeah so what has your experience been like as an asexual woman in the black community I mean, if we're, if we're talking about just, like, in general throughout my general. life, I've always had, like, yeah. a kind of weird relationship with the Black community. Like, I have a very, like, kind of, like, Black girl magic, like, pro-Black mentality. But mm-hmm. because I was always, I mean, I, I grew up in Reading and there, and in a lot of places there weren't that many Black people around. Yeah. And when they were around, they saw me, like, as this, like, kind of heavy metal loving golf kid and they just thought I was super weird and no one spoke to me so <laughs> I never really was able to like integrate with the black community as much as I wanted to because everyone thought I was really weird mm. and so and then now like as an activist like I can say like 99% of the stuff I get comes from like white the white community and mm. So I can't even tell like what my reception's like of in the black community because I don't even wow. know if they've noticed me or not. Yeah, I just feel like <laughs> I mean to me, I mean it's a problem to me because you're a black woman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That should be included in every single conversation that happens in the You black know what? Community. It's annoying because black people are not a monolith, yeah. And I feel like, you know, I can see the like the black, you know, labeling you as the alternative black girl. And I guess that's where that exclusion comes from. But I, and I just, I just think, I just think it's really, really weird. I think it's really, really weird because I, I, I like, there aren't many, I think, black asexual people like that we know of, or that is in sort of the spotlight. Do you know what I'm saying? And I yeah. think that we all have different sort of experiences and we're all like, we're all unique and individuals and that should be embraced. And I just think, you know, we need to kind of just bring everyone like in because at the end of the day we're, we're all black do you know what i'm saying we're, and that's never going to change that's something that's never going to change so the exclusion is a bit it's a bit it's weird for me yeah i know i've always maybe felt like maybe i just like wasn't entirely like in the right bubble or something mm-hmm. like i only kind of integrated into like the queer scene in london like a few years ago when i started working mm-hmm. with pride in london yeah. and then i just kind of threw myself into it and then i realized like wow there's like this huge like black lgbt plus scene mm-hmm. here but i don't know if they i don't i know i i wasn't sure if i was on their radar and then when i am like in like Reading's black community, we do have one, but it's not like as big as in London. And I yeah. feel like people yeah, yeah. are very, they really notice that I'm not from London. And it's yeah, like, yeah. I know like it's very obvious. And I feel like there's a whole very unique city culture yeah. that yeah. I don't really yeah. I think that like you saying have. that is like, when it's, when it's comes to the black community, I think the world, the black British community is very black London. It's just very London. Yeah. And is. everyone that lives outside of London, their experience is different, but it's just, it's like, we just kind of, it's like you're in like the outback somewhere where I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, from, I'm from like Reading. They're like, wow. So that's like, that's like forever away. And I'm like, actually, it's like 30 minutes from Paddington. It's not that far. <laughs> no, it's t- not another world. Well, it it's depends. Just... If you get a fast train, it's 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's really easy to get there. Yeah. But yeah. there's like a London has, is so huge and there's so many different zones and like bubbles. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, I think a lot of people in London feel like they don't really have to leave to get like yeah. a full experience yeah. of things but I think I just I think that we need to make the effort to try to yeah. speak to those who are outside of London because their black experience is also valid like when we're, walk, when we're walking down the street marching saying black lives matter and stuff we're like that about everyone's black I mean, lives. we're talking about everyone's black mm-hmm. lives but if it doesn't reflect in your day-to-day and how you like try to communicate with others that are a bit different from you and stuff like that I mean do you re- are you really right. marching for all black lives this is it you know so I think that, you know, people should open their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Venture out. Come to Berkshire. We have nice things. So, so I know Reading. Where is Berkshire? Because I, That's obviously, I don't want that line. Oh, was that the county? What I mean? So yeah. don't even know. <laughs> so I don't, don't even know. <laughs> See, we have Windsor and um, Reading I Festival and all that kind of railway. stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been to Reading Festival. I've been to Reading Festival. Missed the train back to London, so we had to camp. That is a story for another day. <laughs> but um, I go through Reading every day for work. I mean, I'm going to Reading tomorrow, but oh. I still don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. But but yeah, we really wanted to get into the black community side of things because 
Yes, hopefully now when people hear this, they'll be like, oh, who's this girl? Yeah. And yeah, then maybe yeah. more of the, the black LGBT scene in London will like be like, will notice me What's more. What's the black LGBT scene like in Reading anyway? Or the, oh. or the LGBT scene as a whole? I mean, well, we have we have Reading Pride, um, mm. which I've been going to since I was like 14, but it's very child-friendly compared to London Pride. Oh, yeah. I was very okay. like shocked. <laughs> By like London Pride is like a big street party, yeah. and I would say Reading Pride is kind of like a fun fair oh. with with a drag oh, queen. Okay, <laughs> okay. Wasn't that meant to be recently? Was it? Wasn't it meant to be? September yeah, it was time? meant to yeah. be like uh, like eleven days ago. It's like on the thirtieth oh. of August. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like it's it's got like loads of fairground rides and a stage, and everyone That's brings different. their puppies, yeah. and there's kids everywhere, and it's kind of like that kind of vibe. Oh, so when I was at London, I was like, not a London vibe. Uh-uh. Yeah, we can't even bring kids to the to to Pride. Yeah, my daughter's never been to Pride because I just feel like it's child friendly. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I went to London Pride for the first time, I was like, where are the bumper carts? <laughs> where's the, where's the like, ga- where are the games? London <laughs> Pride. Just, like, where, where are the drinks? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was like, I'm dehydrated. I'm in <laughs> Trafalgar Square. I can't move. I went to Soho. I got crushed. I was like, what's mm. happening here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like my only like times I've been on the Reading scene is really part of like Reading Pride. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. smaller here. I think we have like a few bars, um, mm. but as, uh, the black LGV, like I, I really haven't seen any. I mean, they I must, they must the exist, one. but I... Not enough to the point where there's a scene for it. Yeah, yeah like a whole scene. I think I've seen, I mean, I've, if obviously we go into, um, we went to Lick events a couple times, and more than a couple times. And um, yeah, I remember being at the bar and I did meet somebody that came from outside London. And I think that's a regular thing that like, lots of people come from outside London so, yeah, to go to so Lick. Parties. And, like, yeah, everyone yeah. travels into yeah. London for parties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reddy's not known so for his weird. parties. <laughs> actually, I actually think it's weird that people come to London for parties, but you know, it's there again. That's just me being a London bubble and just being a bit ignorant, kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, so like the fact that we have these events that we can go to, we don't have to travel anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we wanted to kind of dismantle some of the um, misconceptions about asexual people. So we wanted to talk about, give some statements that people might say, and you basically tell us that, you know, this is not it or okay okay Okay. true or false kind of thing yeah yeah, like a true (laughs) or false kind of situation so asexual people don't have sex that's not true i mean okay well i don't but and it i think i mean a lot of us don't Mm -hmm. because i i mean some people cannot experience sexual attraction and still have sex yeah like some like some people don't need to be sexually attracted to someone to have sex with them but I think there is obviously that does have an impact for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there are some asexual people who do have sex and are in relationships with people who aren't asexual. So they might just do it, you know, just for an experience with their partner rather than because they actually yeah. are drawn to do that innately. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. we can definitely That's still interesting, do that. that one. Like just having sex because their partner isn't asexual as well. Yeah, it's kind of like, I've heard it being compared to kind of like washing the dishes. It's like, (laughs) you don't like think, oh God, I can't wait to wash the dishes, but it's not like the worst thing. It's just kind of like, okay, sure, I can do, I'll do it. But I wouldn't like volunteer myself for it. Okay, (laughs) okay. That's that's really interesting. (laughs) So like, as an asexual person, you would think, well, I would think, because I'm not asexual, I'd think that an asexual person would get with another asexual person so that maybe Mm, you have to, yeah. You know. I mean, well, it's easier said than done. Yeah, I can imagine it's hard to find. Statistically speaking, mm. you might find someone else who's asexual and you might, but as whether they're compatible in that way is... Yeah, yeah there's that. that as well. You're not going to just get with somebody because they're because asexual. Because they're asexual, yeah. Of yeah. Course. Of course. Even like how many asexual people, because outside of my friend, you are the only other one that I've seen. So that's what I had to just email you straight away. As soon as I saw you online, I was like, yep, I need to get on this laptop and drop an email because I haven't seen anybody else. Like, that's that's not even just from the black community. That's even from the non-black community as well. I just don't know anybody else that's asexual. Yes. So there's even that as well. It's like, okay, cool. So there must be an asexual community. How big would you say that is? I mean, it's hard. I mean, I think statistically speaking, they say we're kind of like 1%. Mm-hmm. which is but then that's 
based on how many people know about the term asexuality in order to identify themselves as that. Yeah. So I think there's more asexual people than people would think. Mm-hmm. But even if it was one percent, like there are about like only about one percent of the population of ginger. But I think everyone kind of knows a ginger person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, statistically that's not a huge amount of people, but yeah. we've all met a ginger person. Yeah. So I think that everyone, if you were to really look into your friendship group, you'd probably spot an asexual person if you yeah. were to and ask a lot of questions. Mm. But um, yeah, so it's kind of hard to tell statistically. So there aren't a huge amount, but I think there's more than people think mm. there are. Do you think it's a because obviously, I mean, people often ask us, where do you find other black gay people and stuff like that? Uh, is there, and we just say, go on Twitter. Or Instagram or go on um, dating websites and stuff. But what would, it, well, what would it be for asexual people? Is it pretty, pretty much the same thing, really? I would assume. I mean, yeah, social media well, is kind yeah. of like, because of how, because of the number of us, it's harder to just run into another asexual person. And even yeah. if you do, you won't necessarily know that they're asexual. So we yeah. have a very big online community. Yeah. Um, so yeah, online is probably the best place to find someone i'm trying to do things that like kind of encourage people to see each other in real life more but yeah. the pandemic's kind of killed that bit but mm. i think we need to see each other in real life more because a lot of asexual people have never met another asexual person which i think oh. is unfortunate mm. um fortunately I've, I've had a chance to meet quite a lot but yeah it's, is that through the work that you've done and stuff like that as well yeah it was just when i went to my first pride that i i there was a stall where they had there were two asexual guys who were married who were running it and they were the first asexual people i mm. met um so i was kind of lucky to kind of have that encounter yeah. then through my work i've met loads of people from everywhere fortunately but and sometimes i'll meet people and i'll be like you're the first asexual person i've ever met in real yeah. life and i'm wow. like i can't think of another community where like you would never meet someone else in your community same I'm just so. trying to think, even even when it comes to like intersex, like you would think that was extremely rare, but no, oh, I definitely yeah, I, know of yeah. a few. Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah. You just wouldn't know. Yeah. You, know I mean? you, 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 just, you just wouldn't know unless they tell you. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. We kind of drifted off, but so <laughs> the, ne- the next one is we kind of, you can, we kind of said it already anyway, but it was like asexual people cannot get into romantic relationships but we kind of but yeah yeah we can do that we can do that I, I, I was kind of surprised when I first started meeting up very sexual people as to how many were interested in romantic relationships because I kind of assumed like for me if you take like the sexual component out of a relationship then it's just like a friendship with rules yeah for me that's how I would interpret it it's like mm-hmm. okay so like because I don't have like that romantic thing I don't really get that so for me I was like I wouldn't be interested in romantic relationships and I feel like it's kind of tied together for me but I was kind of but there are a lot of asexual people who are still interested in that and have relationships and get married and do all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. okay there you go <laughs> another one I have is asexual people just don't like people in general <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not the most social person in the world, but I am asexual because I hate everybody. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a matter of sexual attraction, not how much you appreciate people in any other aspects. Yeah. Mm. I think I know. I think our society puts sexual attraction on such a pedestal that, like, that's like a really important way that people can like you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think people kind of equate like, oh, so like you just think you're too good for everybody or no one meets your standards or you just think everybody's ugly or it's like, no, you can be like an amazing, beautiful, interesting, attractive person that I don't want to have sex with. Yeah. Like, that's a yeah. thing. Just be so... friends. It's the friendship, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are lots of other ways to be attracted yeah. to people aside from sexually. Yeah. Love that. Okay, my last one. Oh, where has it gone now? So the last one I have is... Oh, I've lost the page. Okay, let me try and remember. Asexual people... Oh, that's what it said. Asexual people live a stress-free life. I mean, we get to avoid certain stresses. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, I mean, I guess... It, well, it kind of depends. I mean, I think if I was... If I was a romantic kind of asexual, I feel like I would have an added stress of having to navigate 
relationships while not being sexually attracted to people. I feel like that'd be pretty mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't, and then you kind of have to deal with the stress of people not liking your orientation or not accepting it or yeah. having all these stereotypes about you. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we're, we're living through a pandemic too. So we still get all the normal daily yeah. stresses. Yes. It's yeah, just definitely. that I can say that for myself, not having to worry about having sex or where I'm going to get sex or how the sex was or getting a partner mm. and maintaining the relationship and recovering from the relationship and getting the next one and all that kind of stuff. Which I don't have, I don't have that concern. <laughs> it's a lot. So in that I sense, it's a I, lot. It gives me more time to do important things like play Sims and read books. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nana, Nana Sims. You need to see Nana Sims. I, what's, what, They're what's just, that? They're, my sims oh. are just black. They just—I <laughs> get all the like. I get the all the all the custom content that's black. Oh yeah, I've got a lot of CC because yeah. I was like, I'm not feeling what you guys are providing. Oh me. man, black, <laughs> I want Ebonex sims and, yeah, and exactly, all that. Exactly. Yeah. Got them dreadlocks and everything. It's very. That's cute. the same as mine. <laughs> I love yeah, I've it. got standard sims. I'm not gonna lie, mine is nah, standard. It's so boring when you play with standard sims. Like I it like is. to like cheat and get some money. Like have a I know. That's I like the trick. Abide of... by the rules. You know, that's nah, all. Boring, boring, boring. That's the trick. It's like I'll sit here and be like, I spent hundreds and hundreds of pounds on all of these <laughs> expansion packs from EA just so I can download free stuff off the internet. That's yeah. actually what I wanted. <laughs> I'm here for it. I need to get a gaming PC. That's what's next. I just got that. <laughs> so oh, I'm doing this. What? I was like, I'm playing so much Sims in this pandemic. I need to invest in a, yeah, a computer. Yeah. <laughs> Nana's jealous right now. She's been saying I'm she wants so a PC so game PC. <laughs> <laughs> just to play Sims. That's the only thing. I go mean. to John Lewis. Get one of those cute 800 pound ones. That's what I did. That you don't need cool. to go into the thousands and it can really? run just fine. Okay. Yeah, gaming PCs can get I was going to yeah. build, build myself my own gaming PC. Ooh. Um, I get the parts, but Ooh. um yeah, we'll tech see. Tech savvy. Yeah, I'm I mean I work in tech, so Ooh, okay. <laughs> so I can do that. But we'll see. Um Computer Geek. <laughs> not really, not really. But I wanted to ask you questions. So am I right in saying that you don't date? I don't date. I never have. You never have. Okay. I just wanted to check because you know. I'm do so- people must slide in your DMs? I reckon people slide in your DMs. Yeah, what is that yeah, like when somebody's it. trying to, you know, trying to like I'm trying to date you what do you say i mean it like i get weird dms i get like sugar daddy offers i get oh. a lot of like old white people in my dms oh, they're like God. i'm into bdsm and i'd like a black lady and i'm like that's enough wow. <laughs> let's not do that don't know why you would get this bdsm vibe from me maybe it's my outfits <laughs> i don't know but i'm not yeah. really... I, mean, I mean definitely says in your bio though as- asexual definitely says that i know and people just skip that part. People skip that. Um, yeah, I get but like the weird. Um, yeah, I get no, the weirdest God. stuff. I don't even just get like a dick pic. I get like I get like weird stuff, and I'm you like, what just vibe a dick am I pic. Does that mean you get dick pics as well? Well, I mean, if I was to see a dick pic, I'd be like, okay, that's conventional. Okay, but, you but get I'll get mouth. just like I'll just I'll get like. I'll get guys in like gimp masks, like spreading their butt cheeks and stuff, and I'm like, what do you think this is? Wow, what so you actually get like a Yeah, and I'm like, what vibe am I giving you? That's crazy. <laughs> that is absolutely. Like, just send me a dick pic so I can be like, ew, gross. <laughs> like, yeah. what are we doing? I got weird stuff. I always give off a vibe, but <laughs> if, I, if I opened my DMs and saw, you know. I don't have to know. I have a lot of tech. I would. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what just happened here? Oh my God. What vibe am I giving you? Yeah. Um, if it was my burner Twitter and I saw it, it's different. I'd be like, okay, yeah, it's burner, isn't it? But if somebody actually <laughs> sent me a DM, yeah, I have a burner Twitter account. So if someone actually sent me a DM with stuff, I'd be very, I'd be you quite, what it is, quite offended. Just, <laughs> just ignore it. It's like when you talk about sex, if you're a person that talks about sex a lot, people assume that you know you're just you're you're there for that consumption and they'll just like they'll send you those things and I guess as an asexual person am I right in saying that you still embrace your sexuality I do yeah like I'm a pretty sex positive person but it just doesn't involve anybody else yeah yeah, um but it's I know like the kind of dms and stuff I can kind of like shrug off the the bizarreness of it in real life it's a bit more awkward if someone tries to hit on me or something what's that like in real life yeah Yeah. i mean it kind of depends like i've had instances where friends have kind of crushed on me and that's kind of a weirder thing to navigate yeah if it's kind of like a random 
guy in the street. Sometimes I'm kind of like, I could, I could just say that I'm asexual, but sometimes that leads on to a really weird conversation. Yeah, I was going to say. And sometimes it gets like a very... I've had some weird reactions. I've had guys be like, oh my God, I found a, a pure woman, finally. And they've done like this celebratory virgin dance thing, which was really weird. <laughs> um, and I've had guys who get like really mad about it and like chase me around. So it's it can get weird. Weird, man. That's so very weird. So it's kind of difficult to know like how, I'm trying to read it thinking like, should I just shut this down or will yeah. that open up a, a, a very awkward scenario? Yeah, even me as a masculine presenting lesbian, if a guy was to try to chat me up in the street, I'd just say, sometimes it's easier just to say I have a boyfriend. Yeah, it's just so much easier. It's just easier sometimes than just get into, mm. why are you a lesbian? I just, I just, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the street to a stranger, I don't think I know, so. I know, it's like, Mm-hmm. I know people try and get into very intimate conversations and it's mm. like sometimes I'll just be at a friend's house trying to drink a cup of tea and next thing you know I've got all eyes on me and they're asking me all kinds of questions and I'm just sitting there like I just came to eat some biscuits and mind my business <laughs> right it wasn't meant yeah. to be an interrogation <laughs> mm. when it comes to the friends trying to um say that they fancy you that must be really awkward because obviously they know who you are yeah. well the thing is like I'm not like brazen about I mean I get online it seems like I mean it looks like online (laughs) (laughs) but like in my like like if I'm like at uni and stuff where people if they don't google me then they wouldn't know and Mm. they just kind of either completely ignore me or it'll be like graduation and I'll be looking nice and then they'll suddenly notice I'm there and then they'll be like (laughs) and then they'll start kind of like asking things but I know for friends I've I've had I know I had a friend who I, would, I was hanging out with him for like two years often and the conversation of sexuality never came up so I just didn't mention it and I have like a don't ask don't tell thing like if it doesn't come up I'm not like hi I'm Yasmin I'm asexual want to go to Cafe Nero like you know, <laughs> I, get to, I probably won't mention it I'm very good at avoiding the com- yeah. like sexual conversations like I've just kind of got very good at it and then I, I didn't realize he had a crush on me and then he kind of got a I think he he was hanging out with me and someone else waiting to see which of us hit on him first and then I think the wow. other girl hit on him first so he just dropped me yeah. <laughs> and I was like I thought we were friends I didn't realize <laughs> that's what you were going for you it was a competition said, yeah but it's like if I don't know but you were playing weird. in the competition so that was funny yeah you were playing so you were competing <laughs> I know and it's like well if you had a crush on me for two years and you didn't say anything that's on you you could have yeah. saved yourself that's, some time I've been crushing on for two years that's a long time like you could have you could have said that and then I could have turned you down and we could have skipped all this but okay yeah. <laughs> how did you find out that he liked you did he eventually just say well it was just kind of like well when he kind of like one like we were just chilling quite often and then I was like hey so I just graduated you just had a birthday want to hang out and he was like well you see I have a girlfriend we've just moved in together and I'm like hopelessly in love and therefore I can never be alone with you ever again and I was like mm-hmm. what <laughs> I was like, why would that, what would that have to, one, you didn't mention you were hanging out, you were seeing anybody until you're living together. And why would that mean you can never hang out with me or be alone with me ever again? And then I kind of like read between the lines and I was like, oh, you, okay. And I was looking back at situations and I was like, was that a date? And I just didn't realize was that supposed to be <laughs> if, because he bought the food and it was like a two-person restaurant table. oh yeah that, oh, I think it was <laughs> that sounds like a that was a date <laughs> so you love you've been on a date and I'm like if the other per- if you don't tell me that's a date then that's not a good date you're not good at that they, mm-hmm. like I should know I'm being dated yeah right. <laughs> that's, that's true I thought you were just buying me food yeah. so, mm-hmm. and I don't say no to free food cool. so, I'm crying ever <laughs> Nobody says no to free food. Mm. Yeah, so it's complicated. It's a weird situation. <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to like earlier on today before I was just thinking about um I was trying to imagine the world from an asexual point of view because I was just online. I said, everything is very sexualized. Do you feel like everything is just it's just a bit much sometimes? Because I think normally before today I feel okay. Okay, okay, it's kind of normal. Everyone's talking about relationships, especially on Black Twitter. Everyone is talking about relationships. It's always talking about who pays on the first date. What, what do they say on Twitter? What's the typical things that they're talking about? Just mostly just paying on the date and. Yeah. I mean, just sex and just a lot of. Just yeah, talking, sex. To, what is the talking stage? Do you feel like 
these conversations are just so like just boring because it's just it just doesn't it's not for you basically or do you feel like it's not for you I mean sometimes it's like I can I can get very much especially like this year I can be very much in my own bubble and kind of just like forget how much like sex is an important component of people's lives and then sometimes like I'll be in a situation like where I'll be just sitting there eating some salad and then people will be like hey remember that time we had that gangbang and I squirted all over the living room and I'll be like whoa okay I am done (laughs) I am done I'll be like damn okay and everyone would just be like having this conversation real casual and I'm like Mm. oh okay see I forget (laughs) that this is like a a normal thing and then I was and it's just kind of like I have that moment sometimes uh-huh. or sometimes normal, like, though nothing's normal then because like your norms are not their norms and their norms yeah. are not your norms but they're all normal i mean yeah mm-hmm. and it's like i'm sure not everyone's just gang banging all over the place but sometimes yeah. like i don't know it's kind of hard to gauge like what's kind of average and what isn't yeah. but i think especially online sometimes people kind of amp it up more or like, well, this year I haven't really beat around people as much, but sometimes like there'll be like pop culture moments, like lo- like when um, Megan The Stallion and Cardi B did like WAP, oh, yeah. and everyone's like, oh my god, like this is like a total like normal. I'm so empowered. And I'm like, are we? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, I think the conversation around that was very split because some people were like, <laughs> why can't we speak about women empowerment without vaginas being involved? And why can we speak about, you know, the, the work that they're doing? And some people are just like, no, this is empowering. Why shouldn't we talk about our vaginas? Like, I think yeah. that, that conversation was very, very split. Very split. But I think um, each, each, everyone had like a point of view, except for the men that were just like, oh, the, what about the kids? What about the kids? <laughs> think of the children. <laughs> think of the children. I think everyone sort of had a point. I mean, like, it's really what, things mean to you and certain things like feminism it really is about what it means to you but for me it's just about choice just about freedom of choice so it really is about what it means to you but and I think everyone's opinion was like you know valid in their own right is a personal thing isn't it so I mean, for me I was just kind of like could we have a chart topping black artist where we mm-hmm. don't have to shake our ass in a thong mm-hmm. because the white girls can just sing a ballad and be at the top of the charts but we never really get like uh, since the 90s unless you're like maybe Beyonce you don't really get to just say, like who, who sing a Beyonce? song yeah and it always has to be like if you were to like look at all of the white singers in the charts and then all mm-hmm. the black female singers we kind of have to amp it up to a borderline triple x degree to get that same I do chart think, I do think thing. for the most part yeah <laughs> I agree with that for the most part I'm trying to think who in the 90s it was party. different we could have like so, the yeah. Whitney Houston's and all this but now mm. it's like you have to and even if you're a rapper and you're not doing that Missy Elliott doesn't get half the credit she should get maybe she was in a mm. thong she would do but yeah, it's kind of um, like can we just can we get that same thing about having to do that or is that the only yeah one? I do think things have changed with the like you know the female rappers that are coming out now especially like with the Nicki Minaj's and stuff like that like it is it seems like you have to be over sexualized to be chart topping as a black as a black woman I haven't really thought about it but now that you say it it is really interesting Mm, I haven't really noticed anyone yeah the only person I can think of that's kind of young new and doesn't have to do that is coffee yeah mm, yeah true thus far yeah <laughs> that's i do it. like we and obviously we love her representation because you know <laughs> she dresses like we do do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and i'd love to see her blow up to the same extent without having to to do that because it's Definitely. kind of like like there are a lot of white singers that get to do like the whole billy eilish thing where they can just stand there and be creative and, and grungy and just sing and be emotional but the black mm-hmm. singers but what does that really say about that. like our society where it just seems like if if a black woman is standing there and singing she she isn't gonna make it but if she's shaking her ass she's gonna make it do you know what i'm saying it's just like mm-hmm. are, are black women allowed to not be sexual you know in in these industries and i think there is a, definitely a wider conversation to be had yeah like that's think. like that's what i saw when i saw the video that's what i was kind of thinking of like the wider mm. thing it's like yeah like for them as individuals i'm sure it's really cool and empowering but i'm yeah. also like think about like the wider thing i'm like mm. could they have not done that and still got that hit is my question this is what, this is what saying as well. <laughs> yeah so it's really really interesting like it's a good point mm-hmm. good point you made there <laughs> So what I want to know, but like, because obviously it, when 
it is a bit I think uh, being black being of the black community and being of the LGBT community can it is a bit of like a you know a clash there in terms of like growing up in in the black community and from you know African and Caribbean households what was that like you know uh growing up and going to your parents and saying yeah this is who I am what was that was that did you get a good reception I mean it kind of depends on which parent where are you from actually by the way oh so my family moved from um, on my mom's side, they're Trinidadian and Jamaican, leaning more mm-hmm. towards Trinidadian. So they moved to Reading in the 50s and 60s, and we've been here ever since. Okay. Um, and then my dad's side, are Bajan, who moved to Reading in the 60s and have been here ever since. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and I still, I have family who still live in um, Tr- Tobago. So I went there for Christmas and I still nice. go there and it's lovely. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for like my mom's, like, I think I, because I've always been exactly the same way, it wasn't even something we really need to have a conversation about. Like, it was pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it would have been weirder if I said, hey, Ma, I have a boyfriend. She'd have been like, what? Are you? Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, that would have been more unusual. Because, mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of obvious. Um, my dad didn't really, like, I don't know. It's kind of like my family's like, um, I would say kind of soft Christians, like mm. identify as Christians, but yeah, they're not like same. a regular church going <laughs> type. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's kind of like Roman Catholic for some reason. So, okay. um, so there's always kind of like that kind of conservative lean of like, you don't want girls to be particularly sexual. So it's a good thing if you're not, mm. but it's not. But then when I say, oh, well, it's because I'm asexual, then you kind of make it weird because <laughs> then it's like, oh, wait, that's an orientation. That's not straight. I just wanted mm-hmm. you to just be well behaved. So it kind yeah. of just depends on the. So it's kind of like a kind of like a mixed. It's like it's good, but it's kind of weird. Like I found yeah. like I think that my um my daddy never really got it, but we're not that close anyway. But mm. my Jamaican relatives had a kind of aren't really into the whole um LGBT plus overlap. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've been there, hun. We've <laughs> <laughs> been there also. We've spoken about it many times on this podcast on YouTube. But you know. It's and a it's process, interesting because it? I mean it's kinda because I have my family, most of them are in Reading. My Jamaican family are in London. And I kind of assume that like pride in London is so big and it's mm. so obvious. Yeah. And I kind of assume everyone in London must be pretty well versed with what's going on there because there's rainbows down the street. And I kind of didn't really realize the extent to which places like Brixton is like its own zone. And like the outside yeah, yeah. of the center of London, it's like Everywhere kind yeah. of has its own like kind of cultural yes, vibe, yeah. and it's actually yeah. very possible to be in London and somehow miss. Like they yeah. had yeah. no idea what Pride was; they like completely missed it. And I'm like, how did you not know what all the rainbows were about <laughs> in you can, July? If, you if, you know, if we don't know anything about, if you don't educate yourself in the LGBT community, you probably don't yeah. know that the rainbow is the logo, and you're just seeing all these rainbows. Like, oh, it's a nice rainbow, is it? Yeah. You don't know what it symbolizes. You don't know what the what the progress flag looks like. It just doesn't mean anything to you. Mm. I definitely think that you know Londoners. We in our London bubble, but we're also in our we live in East London, we're probably in our East London bubble as well. Like yeah. we, you know what I mean? Everyone is in their borough bubbles at the same time. But um even with Pride, yeah, I would say until before I came out, I don't think I noticed that much about Pride. Even when did you come I, out? I came out in my early twenties. I'm and I'm only thirty this month, so I'm almost in my early twenties I came out. And before that, because of my friend and my friends were gay, isn't it? Like nobody was talking yeah, about pride. We didn't know about, about it. We didn't yeah. know. About it. I think I I knew that there was a pride in Atlanta. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I didn't really think about London pride like that. Um, maybe up until maybe a couple of years before I came out, actually. And so you say that, but it's like even Londoners are just don't they don't know. I don't think my mom knew about pride until I started going to pride. And it's such a huge parade, you know, like it's huge, you know. <laughs> The, the the streets get closed off and it's like, like I know like I've carnival. never seen anything so yeah exactly. even Black Pride as well for us Black Pride is the highlights of our year alongside carnival. I know I went there last year for the first time and I was like oh my god I can't believe I'm eating this food at a Pride thing wow. <laughs> did you have fun did you enjoy it I did yeah until everyone did like you know the candy dance yeah. oh yeah yeah 
everyone did that. And I feel like I was the only person who didn't know it. And I was like, what? like, what is this? Dad? Yeah. Why does you everyone to, know it but me? You have to learn it before the next. I feel like they do it at every Black Pride. I feel like they do it every year. Yeah. Well, they do it at a lot of the events anyway. But I was like, it's a cultural it. experience I must have missed because no one taught me how to do this yeah. dance. Yeah. It definitely is a part of the, the culture, I would say. But um, would you return to Black Pride again? Yeah, definitely. It was, it was, I've never seen so many black people in one place in England. I can say that genuinely, because I've never been to like Notting Hill. We, we used to have Reading Carnival, but it was kind of, it was smaller. So I was like, I've never seen as many black people in one place in, in the UK. So I was just like, wow, that's crazy. And then to see. You literally live 20 minutes down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Or down the train tracks. (laughs) That is mad. It's so different. I think it's great. Anyway, I, I should know anyway because I really got up to Swansea and all that on these trains. And you do see, like, the, the difference in um, the cultural differences in the passengers that get on the train. Mm. It's just, it's funny. Yeah, and Reading's are very much like an in-between. Like, we're, like, 30 minutes out of London, but we're also, like, 30 minutes out of, like, the proper countryside. Oh. Yeah. So you kind of get, like, a very good, like... like Castle Carey. You're not far from Castle Carey. No one even knows what Castle Carey is. <laughs> no, no and we've got, like... Like, I went to college, like, literally in, like, a boarding school in the countryside surrounded by fields and sheep. And then I went to uni mm. in, like, central London. So you kind of, and I was like, God, the mm. air here is giving me a headache. Like, it's so different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the air is different. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got to Dickot Parkway. And I think Dickot Parkway is, like, one stop after Reading, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I was there, like, last week. Yeah, Dickot. Yeah. <laughs> and the air is, it, it smells different. It does. <laughs> It smells different. But yeah. But yeah, that's cool, man. I'm loving it. Loving this episode, guys. Uh, <laughs> I think we've, got, we've covered everything that was on no, our... We've, we went through so many things. This has been like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've actually went over everything because we, um, we had a little FaceTime meeting about the, this episode this morning. But yeah, I think we've covered everything now. And This has been like a, like a kind of black British diaspora experience going on at the same time as an asexuality yeah. episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, but I definitely <laughs> wanted to cover it because when you said you were from Reading and I thought, yeah, because obviously I know like because I go through it all the time and, just, and I saw um, somebody was saying before like non- People, black people that don't live in London are just ignored from the black experience. Like our, mm-hmm. our black experience is, all, is the only black experience that exists. And it's like, no. Even yeah, people people think we're from like the middle of nowhere or something. Yeah. <laughs> Redding, 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 I feel like Redding is another city. Like Redding, Redding is definitely like a secondary city to London, to me anyway. Yeah. And I was just talking to one of my colleagues last week about, because she lives in Swindon. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, yeah, she just, I don't know how you can live in London. It's just too much. It yeah. is a bit much. <laughs> I don't know how you cannot live in London. I just don't. <laughs> like, to me, it's very, not born here. It's very normal. And we were just talking about, she was just saying that the only thing she's worried about is she feels like her kids are not going to be included in black conversations. Mm. And she feels like their experiences are going to be kind of just shoved to the side because it's not a, London, a black London experience. That's the only, she said that's the only thing that she's worried about about having because she's, she's had three kids recently and um i said recently but they were kind of recently and um yeah so she was just she was just talking about it and i was like mm, we should talk about that in a podcast actually because you're from reading yeah it's just like little, like i remember when i was talking to you from london and i said and i said the word town center and they were like you're not from here are that's you that's such an no out one says thing town to say, center. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we spoke like, about this our last episode, didn't we? Did we? You, yeah, because you were saying that how um, your ex was about, oh, I'll go into London. Oh, from Croydon. From Croydon. <laughs> yeah, so she says, I'm, go- I'm going into London. Yeah. And I was like, even though Croydon is kind of London. Yeah, yeah like I always thought that Croydon is like, because that's by like Brixton yeah, and... Yeah, it's not too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, not too, stuff. it's not too far. It's South London. But they, to Londoners, Croydon is not London. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> But it is London. But um but yeah, it's just it's weird. But yeah, so she would say I think it's the language around it. So she would say this she'll be at the, like you, I'm going to town or I'm going into when she's going to central London, she'd be like, I'm going into London. Yeah. And I think it's the language, that's why we say they're not they're not from London. <laughs> we would never say I'm going um we would just say I'm going to the circus. Yeah. Or something. Right. Or going to Shepherd's Bush. We wouldn't say, Oh, I'm going to town or going to the market. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> We're off to the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, 
So yeah, but anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. So what what can people expect from you next? Like what do you have planned next? Ooh, well, my BBC series is hopefully going to come out soon. And we have Asexual Awareness Week is in October. So I'll probably be doing like oh, some nice. press around that. Um, okay, we need to more pre- we're going to make, make more effort to do something for it as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, and if you follow like my social media, then you can get more like updates and that kind of stuff. Um, my Instagram is at the Yasmin Benoit. So T-H-E-Y-A-S-M-I-N-B-E-N-O-I-T and my Twitter is at the same thing. Um, and they both have ticks, so you know they are actually me. She's verified, y'all. She's verified. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a cool surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, and uh, that's where you can find out more about what I'm up to. Amazing. Okay, cool. Thank you so much Thank for coming out. Thanks for having me. Yes. <laughs> and yeah everyone else uh, make sure you um, rate us on our podcast make sure you follow us on Spotify follow us on our social medias and do keep an eye out for YouTube subscribe so that you don't miss out when we actually come back to YouTube and yeah thanks for joining us peace, peace. bye yeah.